More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, rising from the ashes. Are you feeling burned out? We're going to help you cool down and find the solutions you're seeking. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising, relevant, hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, we're talking about rising from the ashes. Everybody feels burned out from time to time. How about you? Are you mm-hmm. feeling burned out about, oh, a particular challenge in your life or relationships that's got you feeling worn down? Maybe your efforts to help someone you care about have been tiring you out. We want to help you bounce back and find the answers you're looking for. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 573 7825. You know, being burned out is just, it's epidemic right now, and it's hard because when we feel burned out, things pile up on us. We don't know what to do next. We don't know what next step to take. We feel like our energy is drained. We get aggravated. So we end up arguing with people more because we just don't feel like we have any gas in our tank. And that can be really demeaning to us and the people around us. You know, it's easy to just, you know, attack somebody, snarl at somebody, burst into tears, or just feel like we can't do the next step in our lives. We don't want to necessarily get up and go to work. We don't want to clean our house and don't even know where to start. We don't really want to play with the kids or the grandkids because our energy is tapped out when we feel burned out. And if you're feeling like you've been going through it and you're kind of burned out right now, let's talk about ways to begin to overcome that to tap into God's grace and use some new skills and tools so that you can start rising out of that burned out feeling. We're here for you today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. The show again is titled Rising from the Ashes as we talk about coming back from being burned out. And if you are tired of feeling burned out lately or you've been dealing with a particular challenge in your life or relationships that's wearing you down or your efforts to help someone you care about has been tiring you out, we want to help you bounce back and find the answers you're looking for. So give us a call. It's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. 
And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, when he was Pope, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years that revealed God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that although the world is fallen, God is working through us to rebuild his kingdom. That rebuilding starts in our lives and in our relationships. Pope St. John Paul reminded us that focusing on what God created us in the world to be is actually more important than focusing on what we in the world are today. We tend to get frustrated when we have to deal with persistent problems, challenges, and stressors. Of course, that is completely understandable. We all feel that way. But when we look through the lens of the theology of the body, we can see that God is always giving us the grace we need to bounce back in the face of trials and respond in ways that help us to cooperate with his grace and make a positive difference. As Christians, we're called to do whatever we can to show the world that God's power is always working in us, even in the middle of persistent problems, and that he's giving us the ability to make whatever challenge we're facing better, even in just small ways. You know, it's true that some days that work can seem harder than others, but there are a few tips we can draw from the theology of the body to help us persevere even when we start to doubt ourselves or feel worn down. First, we need to keep our eyes not on what's in front of us, because when we do that, we end up feeling overwhelmed and intimidated by the problems we're looking at. Instead, we want to look at how God wants to work through us to make that situation into what he wants it to be. Second, we need to remember that it isn't all up to us. You know, we need to keep bringing that situation back to God, not just once, but over and over again until it's resolved, until we have a sense of what next step to take. And we need to keep asking him to discern that next small step. Third, we've got to lean into virtue, uh, which by that I mean the spiritual strengths that God wants to give us to deal with the problem we're facing. We need to prayerfully ask, Lord, Show us the virtues or strengths that would help me not just tolerate this challenge, but overcome this challenge. What would it look like for me to practice those virtues right now? And fourth, we need to look at failure, not as a closed door, as we're often tempted to, but as feedback that we bring back to prayer, which then leads us back through those steps until we find the solution. And if we can work that process we can fulfill the promise that St. Paul makes in Romans 8.28, that to those who love God, all things will work for the good. Now, those are bold words, and they when you're are. feeling kind of worn out, it's, the, you know, it's, it's hard to hear sometimes and even harder to act on. So if you're feeling a little burned out lately, especially as we are kicking off this week, you know, if you're dealing with a particular challenge in your life, your relationships, your work, um, that's making you feel a little worn down, if your efforts to help someone you care about have been tiring you out, uh, or there's any other challenge you're facing that makes you kind of go, I just don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> then we are here to help you find the grace, the courage, the tools, and the insights you need to identify those next steps toward the solutions you're seeking. The number 877-573-7825 Again, that number, 
7825. Well, maybe you're not feeling burned out yet, but maybe you're feeling like you're going to be. You know, a lot of us get burned out thinking about what's ahead, thinking about what we have to deal with. I know a lot of folks who are looking ahead at a work situation and saying, I can't handle it. It's all going to be too much. I'm going to be overwhelmed by it. A big project situation, same thing. I know a lot of folks right now who, as the school year approaches, are saying, I I can't do it again. It's just too much. There's just too much to do. I'm going to get burned out by this. Whether you're feeling it now or you've got that trepidation, that feeling that, I don't, I'm not going to be equal to the task that's ahead of me. How do I handle this? We're here for you today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's bring our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the, the Father, Father, and the, the Son, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. We bring all of our concerns to you, especially the ones that are causing us to feel a little burned out or worn down. Those problems we're not sure what to do with or those problems we've been dealing with for a while and aren't sure what what the next step might be. We ask you to help us to see those situations, not through our own eyes, but through your eyes. And to help us to not see what is, but what you want to make of those circumstances through us and through your grace. Help us to lean into the virtues that will help us not only with, withstand the problems we're facing, but overcome those challenges through your grace. And help us to view setbacks not as closed doors, but as opportunities to come back to you and seek your guidance on the next steps we can take, so that through your grace we can be more than overcomers. We bring all these challenges to you, Lord, with expectant hope and the confidence even in our weakness, you will be glorified. We thank you for your grace, and we ask you for the blessing that we need to move forward with confidence and joy. We ask all this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the Father, Father, and and the the Son, Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Rising from the Ashes. We talk about recovering from feeling burned out uh, or, you know, facing those challenges and difficulties that cause us to feel a little worn down and tired out. If you are going through something that's making you feel that way or your efforts to help someone you care about have been tiring you out, let us help you bounce back and find the answers you're looking for. The number 877 573 7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Sean, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hey, Sean. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out today? Hi. So I, uh, me and my girlfriend have been together for a few months now. We're both born and raised Christian. I recently was confirmed into the church. Um, she, growing up, dealt with uh, religious trauma and uh, OCD and anxiety relating to that, and I've been prayfully trying to bring her in to show what God truly has in store for not just me or for her, but just for her for her, her whole life. And I've always been trying to think of something that could help or ways that um, this, this OCD or this anxiety could be combated. So 
Um, can you give me some examples of what what you're what you're dealing with here, or what she's dealing with when you talk about the OCD, religious trauma? You know, what 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 would be an example of something that comes up between the two of you that you're trying to work through? Um, I know early on in our relationship, I might maybe talk about scripture or going to mass or different aspects of Christianity, and it would just come up out of nowhere. Um, things of that things of that nature. It's, it's been it, it varies. Like Honestly, what would come up though? Like when, when you when, give me an example of what is she doing that's that that you're trying to work through? Uh, for her personally, one of her methods, she might just like shut down. She'd be unresponsive. Um, she'd start uh, she'd start crying. She would start going back on these memories. Mm. Okay. Well, so there are kind of two questions. Well, well, first of all, um, what what is she doing currently to try to address to heal these wounds? Uh. Truthfully, she's always been she's been praying on it. She is it's uh, it's gotten better over over time, thanks be to God. But um, it's uh, the biggest thing for her is is praying. I think she's been getting back into reading her Bible as well, which is a which is a true blessing. Oh, and that's and that's wonderful. I, you know, now the the one thing I always say though, okay, uh, when it comes to healing wounds, all right, prayer is like putting gas in the tank, right? Um, but if we put, we can put all the gas in the tank. We can have a completely full tank. But if we have four flat tires or, or, or you know, an engine's missing, we're still not going to get very far. Now, um, you know, the, the fact that she is praying and experiencing some healing from that—that's a wonderful thing. You know, that, that's again, it's putting some gas in her tank, so she's be able to move down the road a little bit. But there are still a lot of things that were broken in her experience of God and her experience of relationship that will need to be healed in order for her to take to cooperate with that grace, to take full advantage of the gas that God is putting in that spiritual tank, so to speak. And so, working with a with a professional to really heal those wounds is going to be incredibly important. There is a book I'd recommend by Tim Clinton, Dr. Tim Clinton, called. God attachment, which really identify, helps us identify those, um, those early wounds that we have in our relationship with God and how to begin to heal those things. I think that would help open her eyes to what exactly the nature of, the, of some of the struggles that she has might be and how to begin to tease out her experience from what a real experience of God would be. I think that could be tremendously important to be able to see those things side by side so that she knows what she's working toward instead of always kind of running away from uh, the experiences that she's had. And it would be give you guys both a way to really have those conversations more effectively. But I, but I do think the kinds of wounds you're describing almost always need some kind of professional support with spiritual direction and, and pastoral counseling, I think would be incredibly important in a situation like this as well. I do have one other thought that I wanted to share with you. But well, I, I, I appreciate you just you know giving me a second to say this because I think it's also going to be very important, Sean, for you to work with her and the counselor through this as much as she's willing to let you do that because obviously it is not god who caused her this trauma it was people in her life and their interpretation of god and their faith that traumatized her it's very easy because you are excited about your faith for you to end up pushing buttons and triggering the trauma again for her because you're enthusiastic now I'm not telling you to give up your faith or pull back on it but it can be easy for you to do so if you can work through this with her if you can get good counsel with her so she can begin to see you as a support and not just one more person who's pushing her in a religious way that would probably be very helpful in her healing now that brings me to my my second point and this is not a question you've asked but i i I think you know just to be fair to both of you you want to look at this hard you know you deserve in, in any kind of healthy relationship you deserve to have a partner 
especially a, a, a faith partner who can walk alongside of you. And it's, you know, if you feel that the two of you are growing together through this, that she, you know, is able to kind of work hard on this healing and, and be a partner to you. And it's not just you, you know, kind of rescuing her, right? But, but her being a spiritual support to you as well, then that's a healthy relationship. But if you, if you feel that this is a relationship where, you know, you're constantly in the position of, of rescuer or healer, then that's, that's not a healthy relationship. That's not a place where you can be partners to each other. You could be a friend to her. Uh, you, you, you can certainly be in a part of encouraging her on her spiritual journey toward healing. But, but that's not the greatest basis for a healthy relationship moving down the road. So I really want you to continue to take that to prayer together. And be asking God every day, you know, Lord, show us what you want of this relationship. Help, help this friendship be what you want it to be. You know, help, you know, help us grow together and, and learn to love you better because of each other. But show us, you know, whether you want us to be boyfriend or girlfriend or, or what you want for our future. But we give this relationship to you, Lord, and really just keep bringing it back to God every day, not assuming anything about it, because you're still in that stage where, you know, you've been together six months. You're still trying to figure out what you are to each other. But I just want to put that out there because, you know, we can find ourselves in a situation where, you know, we, we, we have some good things in common with a person and we feel good about being with them. But, but we forget that we really do need to have a spiritual partner with us. And sometimes the wounds that a person carries prevent them from being able to be the partner that, we, that God wants to give us and that we deserve to have and it, that she deserves to have. That you both deserve to have because it can be very easy in the situation that you're in where suddenly she becomes a project rather than a person. And then she'll start resenting you for it. Mm -hmm. So if if she suddenly starts to be, well, I have to fix this in her. God's calling me to fix this in her. No, not necessarily. You really need to pray through, is she willing to be partners in this? Is she as engaged and as willing to find healing from this trauma as you are for her? If she is, then you can probably move ahead with good counsel. If she's not, if you're pushing her into this, that's not a partner, that's a project. If she's not ready to get professional help with this, then again, you, you know, that's putting too much of a burden on you to be the healer in this relationship instead of the partner in this relationship. So some things to consider here, Sean. So I'm going to recommend again that book by Tim Clinton, God Attachment, which will really help you both understand the nature of those uh, that religious trauma that you were describing uh, and, and what it means to have a healthy relationship with God versus what she's perhaps experienced in the past. Um, but uh, really take all of this to heart. And, I, and if there's more that we can do to support you in this healing journey, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com. This is a lot of the kinds of work that we do with folks, in fact, to really heal those uh, those those religious wounds that, that many people have and enable them to have a more authentic experience of God's love and grace. Well, we have to go to break with that, but we're continuing to take your calls. The show today is titled Rising from the Ashes as we talk about feeling burned out. You know, are you dealing with a problem that you're not sure what to do about? And Maybe you've been dealing with it for a while and you feel a little, you know, just worn down, uh, whether it's a challenge in your life or your relationships that's causing that feeling, or maybe your efforts to help someone you care about have been tiring you out as, you know, they're just not improving the way you'd like to see them improve. Let us help you bounce back and find the answers you're looking for. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 
1-800-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls coming up right after the break. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. The devil will always do his best to tempt you into sin until you get to that place where you love sin. That's what he wants. He wants you down there with him. And not because he loves you, he hates you. When you do what the enemy tempts you to do, he does it out of pure hatred. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. This Ave Maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit CMF Curo. Your search for affordable health care stops here. Since 2014, CMF Curo has provided Catholics with affordable health care sharing that goes beyond insurance. With programs that cost less than many COBRA and ACA-sponsored plans, CMF Curo is the Catholic health sharing experience that enables you to live fully alive while saving money. Call 1-833-GET-CURO to find affordable Catholic health care now. That's 1-833-GET-CURO. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. I'll tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to setonhome.org. That is setonhome.org. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Rising from the Ashes as we talk about recovering from feeling burned out. You know, whether we're dealing with a particular problem in our life or relationships that's got us feeling worn down, or our efforts to help someone we care about are tiring us out. We want to help you bounce back and find the solutions you are seeking. The number is 877 573 7825. Joining us right now, Jacob Flores Popchak. He is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com. He's an author and illustrator and the co host with Father Gabriel Toretta of the Faith and, Art, Faith and Arts podcast, Created Things. Jacob, welcome to More to Life. Thank you for having me. You wanted to talk a little bit about times when we can start questioning our worth or even our identity because of certain setbacks that we've experienced. Yeah, I think this is a, a, a not too discussed, not overly discussed component of, of what contributes to heavy discouragement or desolation, but it is important that we touch base on it. You know, so often when we face big discouragements, whether that's, you know, something really personal like uh, infertility, for instance, or the discouragement of a breakup, the discouragement of being passed over for that job you really, really wanted, you know, these, these kind of bigger life discouragements, those are all very painful. And we have a right to, to grieve those things. And in fact, I always point out that, you know, all emotions were designed by God to, to bond us more with other people. 
you know, and, and Jesus wept and, and bonded with other people in his grief. And so it's, it's actually rightful and, and even good that we would grieve those discouragements rather than just kind of shake them off. But there's an existential component to some of those griefs, some of those discouragements that we don't talk about that often. And that's when I start to doubt my own identity or question my own worth or significance or worthwhileness because of that discouragement. You know, I say, well, I'm called to be a parent, so this period of infertility in some way makes me less of who I am. Or I'm called to marriage, so this breakup makes me somehow less of who I am. Or I'm not who I'm, I'm meant to be, right? Or, or, you know, because I was passed over for, for this promotion, I'm not a real whatever your profession, doctor, lawyer, artist, engineer, nurse, whatever. I'm not, a, I'm not a real one of those because if I were, I would have been noticed this way. So how do we get right. past and, that tendency? I mean, what, what, do we, what can we begin to do to move forward from that? Because you're right, it's a very natural thing to do. Well, I think the first step is, is pushing back on that unspoken existential angst and remembering that those calls those desires of my heart to you know whatever it is be a parent be a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend be a spouse be in that job are are ways that i'm called to manifest my identity perhaps to to live out my identity but they are not my identity they are at best the plate upon which the beautiful meal of my god-given identity is meant to be served and if that plate isn't available right now then it's my job to figure out, hey, how is God calling me to live up my identity instead right now in this moment? What other plates uh, you know, is God off, are God offering to me, right? So being able to step back and remember, hey, this doesn't make me who I am. This would be really great. I'm allowed to grieve it, but this doesn't make me who I am. What are those things that do make me who I am? Maybe I want to write that out. Maybe I want to go take some time and pray and actually write out some of the things that make me, some of those qualities or characteristics or virtues to make me authentically who I am, and then look at the opportunities in my life right now and see how God is maybe offering me to, to live those things out. Because the more I can focus on that, it's not that those other things won't come to be or that God doesn't have a plan for them, but it gives me a way forward in the meantime. Jacob, I want to thank exactly. you so much for your insights and for being with us this morning. If folks would like to learn more about his good work, you can go to catholiccounselors.com. Again, that's catholiccounselors.com. We're taking your calls right now, though, about dealing with burnout and bouncing back from those problems that are wearing us down. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We'll be back after this. What if you moved more? Could this change the course of disease? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Dr. James Hicks of the University of California says that exercise not only helps prevent disease, but it can actually alter disease trajectories. If you are able to move in some way, you can move more. Even seated, just move your arms and legs more. That's adding cardio to your life. If you add lifting a few weights or using bands, this can help. I said help prevent major diseases. Don't forget counting gardening, walking a big box store, bike riding, and even dancing. We are encouraged to add 7,500 steps a day to our life. One day last month, I fertilized the lawn, weeded the garden while listening to great Catholic content, and walked the dogs twice. I got almost 10,000 steps in before 3 p.m. If I can do it, so can you. 
For more, look for our Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Father Benedict Groeschel. I often go back to my childhood. In church, we love to be reverent, to Christ present in the Eucharist, to Christ on the cross. But I was also impressed by the reverence of my friends in the Salvation Army. They had a little band. And I used to walk past the band on Sunday morning on my way to church. And I was just a child. But I said, you know, they're trying to pray to God. They're showing reverence to God. All this was reverence. Now what do I see? I hear one irreverence after another. And week after week, month after month, the media churns out things that make fun of religion in general and make fun of Christianity in particular and particularly make fun of the Catholic Church. No class. Absolutely no class. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. St. John Bosco is an important saint for Catholic families. Although he wasn't a parent, he was renowned for being a compassionate Christian teacher and the founder of a religious order dedicated to helping and educating children. At the time, people believed that children were little better than animals who responded only to physical punishment and harsh correction. One day in prayer, St. John Bosco received a heavenly vision where the Blessed Mother told him that children should be corrected not with blows, but with sweetness and charity. Deeply moved by this vision, Bosco developed an approach to discipline he called the preventive system, in contrast to what he considered to be the heavy-handed repressive system of his day. He taught his followers that even the most willful, defiant children would offer their heartfelt obedience if they were treated with love and respect. And not only did his approach work, but it raised a saint. His student, Saint Dominic Savio, is often called the first fruit of the preventive system. To learn more about Saint John Bosco and his preventive system, check out our book, Parenting Your Kids with Grace, or visit CatholicHOM.com. back, folks. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today's show is titled Rising from the Ashes as we talk about bouncing back from feeling burned out. If you've been dealing with a particular problem or challenge in your life or a relationship that's got you feeling worn down or your efforts to help someone you care about have been tiring you out, let us help you bounce back cool down and find the answers you're looking for. The number again is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Before we take our next call, we want to send out congratulations to a longtime member of the EWTN radio family. St. Michael Radio in Great Falls, Montana, is celebrating their 17th year with us. Wow, guys, that's fantastic. Congratulations to Tony Rausch and his team at KSMR. From all of us at EWTN. And listeners, wherever you're tuning into Catholic Radio, make sure that you are supporting your local station with your prayers 
and with financial support as well to keep Catholic Radio going strong and growing stronger every day so that we can continue to support you and all your loved ones in living a more faithful and abundant life. All right, with that, we are taking your calls about bouncing back from being burned out. If you are struggling because of a problem in your life or relationships you've been dealing with for a while and are just feeling worn down, or if your efforts to help someone you care about have been wearing you out, let's help you bounce back and find the next steps to the solutions you're seeking. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. 7825. Let's talk now with Sherry, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio. Hi, Sherry. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out today? Hi, thank you. I have a um, 37 year old godson mm-hmm. whom we have, um, well, we when he was four years old, my husband and I. Um, we didn't adopt him. We, he wasn't up for adoption. He had a family, but we took him as a, a friend and took him out to the zoo and stuff like that. So we've known him for many years. He is now in a drug rehab program because he has, over the years, been struggling with drugs. Okay. And he continuously is texting me saying he needs this and he needs that and he needs money and he needs this and he needs that. Um, I have taken him over some physical things he needs, like laundry detergent, et cetera. Um, I, now he's asking for money again. I don't know what he needs it for. I, I said I don't want to be buying new cigarettes. But I, I am constantly being asked to bring him money. I am so stressed out over this because I care about him, but I just... I just get tired of him constantly. Now he wants $40 for I don't know what. He said he needs shoes. I don't know why he can't get shoes. Um, well, I mean, and what would stop you from asking him those questions? I, I, you know, cause, I mean, what's, what stopped you from setting any limits with him at this, to this point? What, what's the fear well, that you have Well, the here? thing is I have tried to set limits, but he keeps asking. I, I really need this. I really need this. And, and he just keeps asking. I've tried to set limits. I've tried well, to Well, no, but see, so, um, so setting limits, setting limits, you know, nobody's ever going to agree with you for setting limits with him, right? What, what you're doing is you're asking him permission to set limits with him. That's a very different thing than setting limits with him. And I'm not trying to give you a hard time. But what I'm saying is you, you, you are trying to say to him, uh, uh, you know, Godson, is it okay if I, not, if I don't give you money this time? Well, of course he's going to say no, right? No, because he's, he's, he's being a user. driven by the drugs. That's his entire focus right now. And I've, I've known people in my life who have been very clear with me when they've gotten out of rehab that their drug pushers will come into rehab and bring them drugs. You know, they, they absolutely will use excuses to get in, say they're a friend, say they're a family member, and they're sliding them drugs. So, of course, he's asking for money in rehab. The only reason he would need money in rehab is to be able to get drugs. He needs new shoes. He went into rehab with some kind of shoes. He wants to sell the shoes so that he can get more drugs. So you need to be able to say, nope, you've got to do your program. I'm willing, if you need me to, to attend any kind of family counseling that you need me to be part of. But I can't support this because I love you too much. The, the thing is, in general here, um, you know, to love somebody means to work for their ultimate good. And somebody who is an, an addict 
um, really struggles to know what their ultimate good is. They, they just need to get through the, the moment now, right? And so asking them what they need uh, or letting them tell you what they need is often um, a trap. Uh, because they'll, they'll, they, they can only focus on what, you know, what the good is right now or what feels good to them right now, whether that's ultimate, their ultimate good or not. As, as, as a person who loves him, who is kind of can stand back a little bit and look at the bigger picture, you have to decide what you're able to support him in and what you're not willing to support him with. And whether he approves of it or not, whether he accepts your answer or not, you have to be clear. It's like, no, I won't support this. I can support that. So if you are clear that something he is asking for or something that you observe you know as a need that he has is is ordered toward his ultimate good his maintaining his sobriety his getting a job um you know helping him come up with a budget you know those basic skills that enable him to succeed on his own right getting him to his uh you know his aa appointment meeting or his his counseling appointment those kinds of things that help him stay on the road to recovery those are all things you could and should support him in Right. But just giving him money for this little thing or that little thing or, the, you know, unless it's something that's really clear and urgent and ordered toward his ultimate good. Um, and, and, and I'll put it this way. If you see him as long as you're work, as long as he's working harder on the problem than you are. Right. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if, if he comes to you and he says, hey, I need money for rent. And he has been working hard every day to try to meet his rent, but he's come up short. You could you could legitimately fill that gap, right? But if he comes to you and says, "I need money for rent," and he's not been working toward that goal, then you have to let him suffer that consequence so that he can feel what it is to 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 be living an irresponsible life. Now, if he says, "I need money for rent," even if he's been working toward that goal, and you decide, "Okay, you'll help him with rent," you get the address of the landlord. And you send that money in. You do not give him cash to pay the landlord because it's too big of a temptation. You're leading him into temptation. He'll have cash in his hand. Do you think he's going to pay the rent or do you think he's going to go for the drugs? Anybody who's an addict is going to go for the drugs. Same with getting him to his AA appointments or you know any, any appointment he has with a therapist or any of that. You can drive him. You can't give him cash for a bus or for gas for his car because it's going to be used to hurt himself. So you have to be very clear about what you're willing to support and what you're not willing to support. You can't base your support on what's going to make him happy or what's going to get him to agree with you. And that's the mistake you've been making. And that's honestly the mistake that a lot of people make when we try to set limits, is we think that, okay, I'm setting a limit, and it's a reasonable limit, so they should agree with me. But if they're not if they're not a healthy person, they're not going to agree with you. And in fact, in fact, even healthy people don't like to have limits set on them. So you need to stop asking his permission to set the limit, and you just have to decide, look, this is good for him, so I can support it. This is not good for him, so I won't support it. Or I don't know why, you know, why he's asking me for money, so I can't give him the money, right? Um, so you, you need to get more information and just be clearer in your own head about what is healthy and what isn't and what you're willing to support and what you aren't and then set the boundaries based on that. I'd encourage you to check out my book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. It takes a look at how to set boundaries in a way that enables you to still be charitable and helpful to others while not getting caught up in the drama of it all, as, as you have been. All right, Sherry, thank you so much for the call. You have a beautiful heart, and, and it, your heart's definitely in the right place, but I, you, you need some clearer guidance in your own head about what it means to set a real boundary. Setting boundaries does not mean... Um, 
asking other people to agree with us when we set those boundaries. It means that we've decided that this is what's good for for us and for them, and we're sticking to it. Thanks so much for the call. 877-573-7825. We're talking about feeling burned out and whether you're, ta- you're you're dealing personally with a problem you've been struggling with for a while that's got you feeling worn down or you're trying to help somebody and that's causing you to feel burned out we want to help you bounce back find the answers you're looking for give us a call at 877-573-7825 again that's 877-573-7825 As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. You know, this this verse reminds us of the importance of focusing on what we were just talking about with, with Sherry, our previous caller. You know, not so much what will make everybody happy around us, but what is the good? What is what enables us to work for the ultimate good of this person, of of our relationship with this person, of ourselves for that matter? And if we don't grow weary of doing good because they've worn us down, right, or because we're tired out, uh, or because of whatever other reason, and we keep doing that good, that's what it will enable us to reap a good harvest in due season. It's only when we allow those other people to wear us down or our own feelings to cause us to burn out um, that we end up getting caught up in the drama, uh, getting tripped up and making mistakes. We need to focus at all times on what is the response I could make to this situation that would work for my ultimate good, the ultimate good of this other person, the ultimate good of our relationship, and then stick to that, even if that makes somebody a little grumbly with us, (laughs) because that's what enables us to stay in God's grace in all circumstances. All right, we got to go to break, but when we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about dealing with burnout on our show titled Rising from the Ashes. If you've been feeling a little burned out lately, dealing with a particular challenge in your life or relationships, or your efforts to help someone you care about have been tiring you out, let us help you bounce back and find the answers you're looking for. That number again is 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that number is eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Let us help you bounce back from feeling burned out when we come back after the break. Ciao, Amici. Hello, friends. Teresa Tamio here. Ever notice that common sense isn't so common anymore? Each time we check our news feeds or turn on the TV, it seems the world is getting wackier. While we desperately need to return to basic common sense. And Rosie Posey, my mom, a street smart theologian from Jersey City, is just the person we need to help us restore it. So if you need a little bit more help with some common sense or know someone else who needs it, pick out my new book on our store. Everything's coming up, Rosie, at AveMariaRadio.net's online store. Underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into a suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. 
Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thanks for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Rising from the Ashes as we talk about bouncing back from feeling burned out. Have you been feeling burned out because of a challenge in your life or relationships that's wearing you down? Or maybe your efforts to help someone you care about have been tiring you out. We're going to help you bounce back and find the solutions you're seeking. The number to call is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Seventy-eight twenty-five. We're talking now with Peter, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Alaska. Hi, Peter. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out today? Hello. God bless. I am trying to rise from the ashes of a horrible setback. My beloved wife and two-year-old baby girl have left me, and um, a legal system is placed on no contact for one year, not being able to see also. Um, and why is that, act. Peter? A horrific two-second act on my behalf. I touched my beloved wife. I don't know even how I did that. Never done it before. And the wife said, in one year, she'll re- reevaluate and see. Um, when when you say you, you touched start. her, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Peter. I, I don't mean to put you in the hot seat here, but, but you, you know, people don't get protection orders for just being touched. It, it sounds like you, you, you hit her? No, sir, I did not hit her. Well, what, what's the protection order for then? The protection order constitutes a series of allegations, one of which is absolutely correct. On the Monday of the, seven, of, of the 3rd, right before the massive earthquake hit in Alaska, uh, in response to wrestling over a phone with my wife where I was recording, um, I, I had flipped her around, I held her by her neck, and asked her why she's asking me, why she's claiming that okay, I'm so, so you got violent with her, is, 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 that's what I'm saying. And, and I think, you know, Peter, here's the thing, you, know, you're, you're, you asked our screener, how can you, how can you pray through this? And, and, you know, I want you to pray through this, right? But the first thing is you have to accept responsibility for what you did, and you're not doing that yet. You're using kind of very measly mouth language, you're, you're, not, you're very passive, you're very kind of keeping it at arm's length. And it's, it's, look, it's very difficult to own that you hurt a person that you loved. It's very difficult, but that's where it has to start. And until you can acknowledge openly, I did this thing, uh, not just in this kind of weaselly way that you're doing it on the call here, but, but where you can genuinely say, you know what, I blew it. I, it wasn't just a two-second thing. It was I, You were wrestling with your wife over the phone when you held her by the neck, and you, you hurt her. 
Uh, and 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 that wasn't just that one incident either. Based on what you've said, there was a series of allegations, and and it's again that the kind of passive there there have been made a series of allegations. You're not owning what you did here. I need you to go to confession number one and and be honest with God uh, and the church about what you've done here. And then secondly, I need you to seek professional help uh, to 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 deal with your anger and to learn healthy ways to manage that anger so that you can be a safe person to be around because your wife and your daughter and you deserve better from you. And she's saying she's willing to reevaluate in a year, but what she's going to reevaluate, Peter, is what you've done with that year. You know, if you can prove to her, never mind the court, of course, but to her, that you have actively worked in counseling, in anger management, to learn brand new skills, to be able to accept responsibility, to learn how to handle your anger so there's never another two-second incident again. She is trying to protect herself and a two-year-old from ever having this happen again. She is a strong woman. She is a woman who is walking in grace, and you need to accept her strength as an invitation to become a strong man of God yourself, take responsibility for it, and learn skills that nobody ever taught you before. It's not necessarily your fault that you've you know, learned to act on your anger this way, but what would be your fault is if you don't learn the new skills now. Well, it, it is your responsibility to learn those new skills. And what I mean by that, you know, the, the responsibility is different from fault. Responsibility means that I have the ability to respond in a healthy way to a given situation. And that's what you need to take this year to do, to learn healthy ways to respond to similar situations should they occur again. Um, when you pray, you know, in response to your specific question, how do you pray for reconciliation? You pray that God would heal the broken parts of you and give you the strength to respond in a more graceful way to situations like that in the future, which means, by the way, uh, accepting her boundaries for now. You know, one of the reasons that um, people become abusive um, is because they're not willing to accept boundaries that are placed on them. You know, you were fighting over a phone and you became violent because she wouldn't give you the phone. Right when she doesn't, when you don't respect her boundaries, it it, it it drives you crazy. You feel like I I don't know what to do to make her do what I need her to do, and that justifies in your mind becoming violent. Um, and so, learning how to accept this boundary of this protection order, um, and not harassing her in any way or contacting her in any way during this year, using that year and asking God for the grace to face your sins honestly, to confess those sins sincerely and to make amends by seeking the professional help that you need to heal those wounds that got in the way of your relationship, that is the best thing that you can do right now. And when you pray for reconciliation, you pray that God would give you the grace to do the work you need to do to be the man that your wife and your daughter deserve. Because you're not that now, no matter what you might think or might like to tell yourself. And Peter, I know how much this hurts to have her get this protection order against you, but I want you to be able to see that she's not only working for her own good and the good of your child, she's working for your good. She's offering you an invitation to see what's going on with you and to heal it and to get new skills so that it never happens again. She really is doing that for you. The fact that she's even saying she'll reevaluate in a year is miraculous. So take the miracle that she's offering you and really work on this. She's offering you a chance to heal. 
But the, an- the answer is not pressuring her to reconcile. The answer mm-hmm. is the answer is accepting God's grace to heal the damage that you've caused. Peter, I hope that you'll have the courage to be the man of God that you're being called to be through all of this. We've added you to our More to Life prayer list, and I encourage you strongly to seek local professional help to learn to deal with your anger more effectively and heal the wounds that got in the way of this relationship. Well, as we're coming into the final moments of our show, I just wanted to kind of hit this idea again, like we were talking about with Peter. You know, when we're facing a problem that um, we're frustrated with, that's wearing us down, whether it's our own problem or our efforts to help someone else deal with their problem, um, what we can tend to do is, is when we pray about it, we ask God to fix it for us. And that's fine. I mean, God accepts whatever prayer we want to give him. And it's good to go to God and say, Lord, deliver us from this issue. Um, But the other prayer that we often forget is while that problem remains, Lord, teach us how to deal with it the way you would have us deal with it. Show me how to respond to this challenge in a way that would glorify you, in a way that would help me be my best self, in a way that would challenge the people around me to be their best selves as well so that I can use every moment of this experience in ways that, well, help me build the kingdom. You know, we're so, we become so consumed with asking God to fix the problem for us, which again, there's nothing wrong with that, but we become so stuck on that that we forget that maybe there's something that we can learn from this experience, or there's something that God wants to use in this experience to help us grow, and to help us and the people around us become stronger too. So as we face those problems, if we're, especially if you're feeling worn out, step back and say, Lord, how do you want me to respond to this challenge? You know, I've done everything I know how to do, but you know better. You have a bigger picture. Let me see this problem through your eyes. Let me respond to this in ways that will glorify you, help me be my best self, challenge the people around me to be their best selves. Show me the virtues that I need to lean into, not just to tolerate this situation, but to ultimately overcome it. What are the strengths I need to show? And what would that look like for me to display those strengths as I manage this situation or, or respond to this problem or try to be there for this person? And finally, remember that last step we talked about at the beginning of the show. Anytime we experience failure, don't treat it as a closed door where God's just saying, I want you to settle. Treat it as an opportunity to seek more information and feedback from others, from God, Uh, and, and, and to really reflect on what the next step might be to help me learn new skills and gain new insights to be that overcomer that God wants me to become through his grace. Whatever the situation is, if you're feeling worn down, then that's the way to get connected with the grace again because God has a plan for you. And if you ask him to teach you how to respond to the situation, he will show you that plan step by step by step until you arrive at the solution that he has in store for you. That's all the time we've got for today's program. Thank you so much for tuning in and allowing us to walk with you on this part of your journey. And if you'd like more resources to help you manage those persistent problems that are wearing you out, come check out all the resources we have available at catholiccounselors.com, including learning more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life through God's grace. Learn more at catholiccounselors.com. Thanks for tuning in today. 
And don't forget to get out there and celebrate the life God has in store for you because with His grace, there is so much more to life. Have a blessed You've been day. listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.